Yes, you are in. In for treat, the doctor is back in the house. Dr. Loritz, if you've been an avid listener, you know this guy. He's one of the top plays of the days over the history of this podcast and episode. Why? He's extremely wise, great teacher, great perspective. Ah, perspective. Some of you need more of that. Here you go. Play of the day. Check this out. Swung on and hit in the air to right. <laughs> and that ball is gone. And it- a single mama was having a particularly tough time in life. This particular stretch of the road of life she was on uh, was particularly hard. So hard that she was looking at the looming prospect of, of her not even being able to provide food for her children. So one night, she just collapsed on the side of the bed and poured her heart out to God. She let her request be made known unto him. She was begging God for provision, that God, you would would provide food. You know, I don't have the resources, but that you would provide food for my kids. She's pouring out her heart. Her ornery next-door neighbor, who took every opportunity to just needle her about her faith, was listening in through the open window. And as he was hearing this mama pour out her heart to God, he devised a plan. The next morning, wouldn't you know that this single mama who just poured her heart out to God, she opened up the front door and walked out onto the porch. And wouldn't you know it, there's grocery bag after grocery bag after grocery bag just filled with food. She's blown away. She's just crying. The tears are flowing. And all she can get out is God did it. God did it. God did it. Just then, her ornery next-door neighbor jumped out of the bushes and said, Ah, told you your God is not real. Your God didn't do that. I heard you praying. I did that. Undeterred, the woman just kept saying, God did it. God did it. God did it. A bit frustrated, the next-door neighbor said, Ma'am, you're not hearing me. I heard you pray last night, and I'm the one who bought these groceries. Undeterred, she just kept saying, God did it, God did it, God did it. And finally, her neighbor's exasperated. He says, Ma'am, you're not hearing me. I heard you pray. I, I, I bought those groceries. Your God didn't exist. I bought those groceries, to which she said, God did it, and he made the devil pay for it. Oh, there's something about perspective, isn't it? There's something about perspective. How you see the world, the lens through which you look at life. There's just power in perspective. John Powell, the social psychiatrist, understood this. He wrote a book in 1976, and one of the things that he said in his book He talks extensively about this issue of perspective. He actually said you can draw a straight line from one's quality of life to their perspective. Powell must have read the classic book, Man's Search for Meaning, written by another psychiatrist. Many of you have read this book. It's a book written by Viktor Frankl. Viktor Frankl was fascinated uh, and sought to set about and answer the question, why is it that some Jews in Nazi death camps They caved in emotionally, rightly so, but other Jews, they 
They were able to survive and thrive emotionally in the midst of such horrific circumstances. Why is that? And so he studied this extensively. And in his book, Man's Search for Meaning, he quotes the, the philosopher Nietzsche. He says, if, if a man has a wife for living, he can stand almost anyhow. Perspective. There's power in perspective. Of course, this is nothing new. The Bible speaks extensively about the issue of perspective. I could take you to several passages. Romans chapter 12, Paul says, and do not be conformed to this world. One translation says, don't allow the world to squeeze you into its mold, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Perspective. Or to the Colossians, Paul says, since then you have been raised with Christ. Seek the things that are above where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things above, not on things that are on the earth. For you have died and your life is now hidden in Christ with God. When Christ, who is your life, appears, you also will appear with him in glory. Perspective. In several places, Paul and other authors Exhort us to take on the mind of Christ over and over and over again. The Bible is not just offering one perspective and a buffet of many perspectives. There is one right perspective, what we might call a biblical worldview that gives us the richest, most satisfying depth and quality of life. It is a life that sees things through the lens, through the image of Christ, the Lamb of God. Now, I want to be clear here. Hear this. Know the right perspective doesn't change my circumstances. So this is not me having positive thinking to think away any kind of potential circumstances I don't like. Don't misunderstand me as teaching that. I'm not saying that. The Bible doesn't say that. No, the right perspective doesn't change my circumstances, but it does change me, allowing me to handle my circumstances to the glory of God. Perspective is powerful. I think that's important that we talk about this today because, again, some of you walked into one of our, our campuses and it was a real act of God to get here. Because as you look through the rearview mirror of 2023, you're going, this is a year I'm, I want to forget. This year was trash. You look over 2023 and it was just kind of one loss after another after another, loss of loved ones. Maybe loss of job, loss of relationships. And man, you're, you're just kind of wallowing right now. And, and then this time of year, I mean, just let's just keep it a buck. Some of you are like, it doesn't even feel like Christmas. I actually want to talk about what do I do when it doesn't feel like Christmas? Mm. Thank you, Dr. Loritz. You can hear more on that one at the Brian Loritz podcast. That's Brian with a Y. And that one is entitled, What Do I Do When It Doesn't Feel Like Christmas? Published on the 18th of December, 2023. If you're an avid listener, then you know we are big on perspective. Huge. And if, our, if you're new... And you dig this, 
Well, simply drill down on the 250 plus episodes, especially the deeper episodes with Casey, aka Jogging Jesus. We are constantly striving to see and hear things clearly. For this broken planet will get you down. It's blurry, it's disorienting, it can be so frustrating. And it's unfair. And despite unfairness, how do we stay in the hope and encouragement business? Well, the simple answer is you must tune in. And if you wanted to master a game or a job or some aspect of life, well, what do you know, what, what did the wise do? Well, the wise study and observe those that are successful. And of course, this broken planet will tell you that success is how many follow, followers you have or how many dollars you have in the bank. Um, it doesn't mean jack if you're miserable. And that's been the hard part for some of you. You got a lot of money or maybe you do have a lot of followers. You're still miserable. And if you don't, then just be freed hearing this. That the ones you think that have it all, they don't. And they're quite miserable. And we know, I mean, you just got to read the headlines, right? We know plenty of famous and rich people that are divorced, broken relationships, miserable, and or overdosed and died. So what about the person that is content? What about the person that is content despite hardship? How did they get that perspective? How did the person that shines light in darkness get perspective? How about the person who is grateful? Especially grateful that isn't spoiled and got everything that they want. I'm talking about the person that um, might even be on their deathbed. How are they grateful? And some of you heard in the uh, previous episode, Adam would pay you $10 million for half of what some of you have. If you don't know what I'm talking about, please back up. Very interesting interview with Neil McDonough. Adam has a ton of money. He has that money too. He could pay you $10 million. He's willing to pay what some of you already have. It's a matter of perspective and confession As some of you have heard before, I would love to say I'm content all the time. And I'm not. I'm Romans 3.23. I'm working on it. I'm I'm, I'm much better. I'm much stronger. But I still got some things I got to work through. And I catch myself in moments when, when I repent and I turn it back to God. But I I have a signal that's that empowers me to do that. And it doesn't take me long to realize I need to change my mind, heart. And the key problem is that many of you don't have that signal or signal strength. So let me share a vision that I had in church yesterday. Well, actually, it was a few days ago now on Sunday. You let me know what you think at frydudes.com. You usually do anyway. Avid listeners know my video game analogy. If you know how to play the game, if you have the owner's manual, uh, you, you, you study, you, you watch YouTube or uh, 
Twitcher or whatever it is. <laughs> Show my age again, but you get it, right? You'll do well. You'll do better. Now, obviously, you got to practice, 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 especially if you start getting involved uh, with study groups dedicated to best practices, which where you find that online, right? But here's part of the problem. Some of you have a phone, meaning your body, your mind, your heart. Let's just use that as a comparison. But your signal's not on. You don't even have it. Some of you don't even have it on, or if you have it on, you don't have the Wi-Fi turned on. Are you not part of a subscription service? And no, it's like no wonder you're not getting signal. And no wonder many of you don't have hope. And no wonder how many of you just are lost. Because you don't have the GPS active. Because you don't have the signal active. And I know I may be oversimplifying, but really maybe not for many of you. So how do you turn that switch on? Well, again, you can go back, listen to all the other episodes, but I'll make it fairly simple. But here's the problem. It, some of you don't want to turn that signal on. So you're going to stay where you're at. But let me just share again, go back to James from Compton episode and what changed his life. Go back to one episode ago to Neil McDonough, what changed his life. We got so many examples, 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 real life results, your choice to implement or not. Then maybe you already have the signal on, then how are you doing it, selling it and getting others to turn their signal on? To me, it's going to be pretty simple. You're going to flat out just have to ask, okay, God's a designer and you just got to open up and say, God, will you show me? I don't get this. I just tripped into this podcast or someone shared it with me. Uh, Maybe you're like Adam in the previous episode where you're like, uh, there's something to this. I'm, I'm envious. I actually want this. Well, then you got to ask. It really is that simple. You need to ask and just ask for God to show you. Now you've turned the signal on. Now you've opened yourself up to perspective and guidance and light and hope. And of course, the password though, it's one thing to open up to God. But as the owner's manual will tell you, The password is Jesus Christ, and it is the reason for the season, and it's why we have 250-plus episodes here of hope and encouragement, and people have turned themselves, their lives around. It's because what some people call fairy tale is very real. Jesus Christ, your own calendar is based on this, well, some will call it dude, your savior. The world's calendar is based on this event, but how quickly we want to dismiss it and just think it's folly. But it's not. So for some of you, this is going to be the greatest present you're ever going to receive, or in some ways, it's the best gift that you could ever receive. And no, listen, if you're listening to this and you're just not ready yet, just know this person loves you. And wants to be in eternity with you forever. And I know you're not maybe just buying all that yet. Just know that's the reason. That's actually one of the ultimate compliments. That someone wants to be with you for eternity. That's pretty serious. And as I often have poked fun at this uh, broken planet. Do we need more hope or hopelessness? Do we need more love or more hate? Because Jesus Christ is all about love. And all about hope. And accepting you where you are 
with your flaws and to listen in, to tune in, turn on that signal for what your best, strongest lives possible while on this broken planet. Then a life free of this hardship, Revelation 21.4, free of no more pain, no more tears, no more sorrow, no more cancer, no more stress, no more anxiety. That's what it's all about. So if this is new to you, just try this then. Say, Heavenly Father, or God, if you're there, show me. And this gift sounds too good to be true. And if you want to go back, read on Romans 8.1 and Romans 3.23 and John 3.16. It's in there. It's in the owner's manual. There is a gift to contentment and how to rise above some of this negativity and a ticket to eternal bliss eventually. Rev 21.4, Lord, if this is real, then will you show me? And will you put those people around me that can further grow me in this task as I better strive to better understand this broken planet and this promise that goes way beyond this broken planet? I confess my sins, Lord. I confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. I'm turning the signal on. Now, prove it. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. If you prayed that, let us know. Fridays.com. And for you that are already bought in, that already have your signal on, all right, you know it. Matthew 22, 36 through 40. Love God with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind. And equal to that, love others. Part of loving is sharing. Now go. Merry Christmas to you. And if it's far beyond Merry Christmas when you heard this, hey man, this is a day of celebration. This is the reason for the season so you get a better perspective for the Christmas that follows next year.